Welcome to Victory Church Winchester, Virginia's weekly podcast, where we seek to help people find and follow Jesus. This week's message is from our very own Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, who spoke for our annual Patriotic Sunday. We believe that you will be encouraged by this fresh viewpoint. Lieutenant Sears encourages us to take God at his word and live a life of faith. Join us now. Well, good morning, everybody. You look beautiful today. And you know, we just had that wonderful procession of our veterans and we're so grateful for their service. And we're also grateful for the spouses because you know, they served too because somebody had to keep the home fires burning. So they served even as we served. Before we get started, if you would just take out a piece of paper if you don't have it already and something to write with because we're going to do a little bit of Bible surfing today. And I think our first song started out the day because it said, Today is the day. Today is the day that you have made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And we know that it was a politician who first said those words. King David. <laughs> yes. You see Imagine that. So God apparently is interested in politics. So but the part that I love also is the part where it says, I'm trusting in what you say because that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a little thing called faith. So here we go. Our verse for today is going to be, if you'll put it up, 1 Timothy 6.12. And... That tells us to fight the good fight for the Christian faith. There it is. Fight the good fight for the Christian faith. And when we look at this verse, well, the preceding verses, it tells us that Paul, in context, was talking about a lot of different things. For example, he was talking about how we pursue material things instead of the Lord. He's talking about, for example, the love of money. Not money, but the love of it. He's talking about how people want to get rich, how we are concerning ourselves with stupid words that, you know, don't have meanings. Uh, not going to go there today, but, you know. Um, being contented, not being trapped by, again, ideas people who teach false doctrine. It's just a lot of different things he's saying, strife, and, and all of this creates jealousy. And so he comes to the point. So if we read the whole thing in totality, it starts at verse 11, and this is what he says. But you, man of God, but you, woman of God, must avoid these things. Pursue what God approves of, which is, a godly life, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the Christian faith. Take hold of everlasting life to which you were called and about which you made a good testimony in front of many witnesses. So he starts out by saying, pursue what God approves of, godly life, faith, etc. So, if that's what we're supposed to do, well, one thing the Bible tells us is that without faith, it is impossible to please him. I go, what? 
impossible to please God without faith? Yes. Hebrews 11, verse 6 tells us that. So don't you think we should know what faith is? Yes, I agree with you. So, you know, I got tired one day of trying to figure out what is faith. If it is impossible to please God without it, then, then what is faith? And I was just asking, what is faith? And so people would say, well, you know, it's what you pray for. It's what you believe for. It's, you know, pray for and what you pray for. And I just wasn't figuring that out. And finally, I was in my morning time with the Lord, and he said, well, why don't you ask me? Oh, oh. And so I had my proverbial yellow legal pad and a pen, and he said Hebrews 11, verse 1. Lord, I know what Hebrews 11, verse 1 says. I'm still not getting it. And I thought, okay, let me, let me just read it again. So let's go to it. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And so I said to the Lord, see, I, I, I knew that. I know what it says. I still don't know what faith is. And he said, well, what things were they hoping for? Oh. And I thought, okay, prayed for. So I want you to, if you have your pen, just write prayed for. Prayed for. And so the first verse there says, by faith, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. And I started to write it under prayed for, so by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. I thought, wait a minute, who was praying for that? Uh, Who was praying? And I thought, there must be another column. So Okay, uh, so how do we know even that God was the one who created the heavens and the earth? Because he said so. He said so. So I thought, okay, so there's another, so there's a prayed for column, and there's a God said so. So I wrote it under God said so. God said. God said he created. So next one. By faith. Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain. And by faith, he did this. And so I thought, okay, so that goes under prayed for. Except, no. How did Cain and Abel know to bring a sacrifice? Because God told them to bring a sacrifice. And how did Abel... And Cain know what would be an acceptable sacrifice. Because God told them what he wanted them. I mean, he didn't have them guessing. He told them. And so when you read it, it tells you that Cain brought from what? From among his produce. But it said that Abel brought the first. And so God was pleased. He brought the first. Sounds like the tithe, doesn't it? The first. So I wrote 
God said, under God said, I wrote, Abel brought what was pleasing to God. Next thing. I'm going to jump because I want to show you some more proofs. By faith. Now, this one is a little tricky. By faith, it says, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, and that would be verse 11. Even though she was too old to have a child, because she was barren, she believed that God would keep his promise. And so she had Isaac. So you're going to tell me, I know what you're going to say, she was praying for that. Except, read it more carefully. It says, she believed in the promise. She believed in what God said. So she started out praying for the baby, but then she stopped when God said, I'm going to give you a child. And she started to believe in what God said, not what she prayed for. So I'm still under God said. So, so far, nothing, nothing under prayed for. Let's look at this other one because I could keep going. I'm going to jump out of Hebrews and you can look at it yourself. Let's look at Luke 8, 43 through 48. This is the woman with the issue of blood. And you know the story that she spent all her money, all her money, all her money on doctors, sound familiar, trying to get well. And she was still not well. But then a curious thing happens. It says that she comes to, and I'm going to turn there, she comes to this crowd, and Jesus is there, and she touches him, and Jesus says, who touched me? Of course, we know he knows. It's God. And, and of course, you know, the apostles come back with, what do you mean who touched you? There's a whole crowd of people here. But he knows. He knows something has changed. And of course, because this woman touched him and he said this specifically, Luke 8, 48, he said, daughter, go your way. Your faith has healed you. And so I'm thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. If faith is what did God say? Well, Lord, this is the first time you've spoken to her. So how could she have faith because you didn't say anything to her to have faith in? I mean, faith is, what did God say? That's what I'm going to believe. That's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to live. What did he say? It always starts with what he said. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. The story is, remember she was touching, it says the hem of his garment, but in most translations, it's really the wings of the garment. And he was wearing a tallit. This is a tallit. This is what it looks like. And so as he's wearing it like so, 
So she's looking for something very specific. I mean, she's in a crowd and she's, so she's down at the bottom. This would have been a little bit longer. And she's going through and going through and she says to herself, because remember, he said, your faith has healed you. If she's looking for the wings of the garment, she remembers Malachi 4 and verse 2, where God said, when the son of righteousness comes, he will rise with healing in his wings. And she said to herself, that man claims to be the son of God. And Malachi, God said, he's supposed to have healing in his wings. So I'm going to touch the wings of his garment. And if that's the case, I am going to be healed. She was looking for a specific piece of the garment because God said so. And if he's the son of God, then I'm going to be healed today. And that's why he said, daughter, you remembered what I said. You remembered. So this is the talit. These are the tzitz. And this is the wings of the garment. That's what she was looking for. I'm just, I just got to find it. Just, I just, I just got to find because if he's, if he's the son of God, that's healing. Healing is there. And she was healed. And so he said, who touched me? Somebody remembered what I said. But think about this. Think about this. So we still don't have anything under prayed for. I'm not saying you can't pray. I'm just saying to you that if without faith, it is impossible to please him. And we've got to know what faith is so we know how to please him. In, in fact, he says, I want you to have a childlike faith. A childlike faith. And, and what is a childlike faith? Anything you tell the kid, he'll believe it. <laughs> you tell him that you were the one who discovered whatever, and he'll believe it. You tell him something, he believes everything. That's what the Lord wants. You'll notice, for example, in households where maybe the mom and dad are divorced and and maybe dad or mom, whoever the parent is who doesn't have full, the custody of the child, will say to the child, I'm coming to pick you up at 5 o'clock. That little boy, that little girl, they are ready from the night before because daddy's going to pick me up or mommy's going to pick me up. And they're out there and they're ready and they're looking and they're looking and it's, it's 4.30 and no sign yet, but they know he's coming, she's coming. And they keep looking and it's 5.30. But they still have faith because daddy said he was coming. Mommy said she was coming. And it's six o'clock and still nothing. And they're still looking, they're still hoping. And they hear the phone ring and they think, that's, they were just late, they're still coming. They believe because they were hanging on every word, every word. And think about that. That's another thing that the Lord tells us. Deuteronomy 8, verse 2 and 3. 
It is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Look at that. The whole time it was there. You live by what I say. What did I tell you? That's how you live. That's what you believe. That's how you move. And it was so good that it's written twice. Jesus himself said it to the enemy. Matthew 4 and 4. Matthew 4 and 4. When the enemy came at him, what did Jesus say? He said, what did I say? I said it back in Deuteronomy. Man doesn't live by bread alone. He told it to the enemy. We should be doing that. It is written. It is written. Or you might say something else. But God said. God said. Here's something else. So we still don't have anything under the prayed for column yet. The Lord tells us that we have this enemy we can't see. We can't see. In fact, it's him and his minions. We can't see him. He says, Ephesians 6 and 12, we are not fighting against flesh, flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of people. Except they're not people. Evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, mighty powers, evil spirits. We can't see them. And he says in another version, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So how are we going to fight these cosmic forces, these mighty powers in this dark world, these rulers, etc., etc.? Well, faith, which is, what is faith? God said, God said, okay. God said we're to put on the whole armor. Do we have the armor on? We just saw the procession. You know they wore armor back in the day. They had the helmet. They had the boots. They had the belt. We call it our utility belt, and we hang things from it that we need, extra ammo, we, of course, have the gun, etc., etc. We know when we're dressed like that. We have an enemy. We know that where the enemy is. We're ready for battle. But for us, we can't even see our enemy. None of this that we're wearing, we can fight with. God said, you have to use my weapons. And what are, what are my weapons? One of my weapons is prayer. Just talking to God. Lord, help me. If we got dressed every morning for battle,
Because folks, you know if you call customer service, you have to be ready for battle. <laughs> you know that. In fact, I, I have started to say, Lord, I want to be able to, when I get off this call with customer service, that if I were to say to them, by the way, I'm a Christian, they wouldn't say, who, you? <laughs> After the way you talk to me? You see what I mean? We're battling all the time. You know you're battling when you get in your car. And you're telling the person, you know, you're giving them signs and wonders. <laughs> Some of us, we can't even put the fish on the back of the car. <laughs> because people would say, look at the Christian, how they drive. But seriously, we have to be ready for battle. And some of us, the battle begins before we even wake up. We're battling in our sleep. And before we get out of bed, before we leave the house. And if you don't get your instructions, and this is your instruction, you, this, we're, we're, how, how do we live again? By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God? Yes. Well, well, these are the words of God. If, if, we don't, if, if we have to wait on the pastor every Sunday to get the word because we don't ever crack it open, and some of us, we say, well, I don't believe it unless it's in black and white. Well, it's in black and white and red right here. And, and so we're living by faith, but if you don't know what God said, then what do you do? So... Pastor, if you'll come. We've got to be intentional. We've got to be intentional. We saw what physical battles look like by the procession. We've got the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines. We even have a new force. We call them the Guardians, the Space Force. And there are not many of them yet, but they're there. And if we have to fight our earthly battles this way, then we have to fight our spiritual battles, and you've got to put on the whole armor of the Lord. There's one last thing. God said he sent his son. God said that. He sent his son. He sent his son to die for us, for the sins that we committed. And he said he did that before he even created the heavens and the earth. Think about that. Not before you were born. I mean before Adam and Eve even. That's what he said. And he said... His sacrifice for your sins is the only sacrifice I will accept. The only sacrifice. That's what he said. Either you believe that or you don't. But that's faith. God said, I'm going to believe it. If you don't believe it, well, you don't have faith. I'm sorry. God said so. He said, whatever good you would do, 
is filthy rags. In fact, he just went straight to it. You know, God, have you you read some parts of the Old Testament where he just, as we would say on the street, goes off on people? And he just puts, he said, they're menstrual rags. That's what your good looks like in trying to save yourself. So here's the deal. I'm going to ask you, if you died tonight, do you know for certain that you would go to heaven? And if you allow me another question, if you think you're good enough to get into heaven, let's examine that very quickly. Let's see if you're good enough. So, you know, the Lord is going to look at the Ten Commandments uh, because that's his law. Because that's what you're going to be judged on if you don't accept Christ. So we're not going to go through all ten. Let's just start with the first one. Or one of them anyway. Have you ever told a lie? If you have, and I know you're going to say yes, otherwise you're going to be a liar. So, so you're a liar if you've told a lie. And if you've stolen anything... And even if it's a pen, then that makes you a thief. So, and then if you've ever looked at a woman with lust, a man with lust, well, now the Bible says you've committed adultery. You've been, though you just looked, because you've totally undressed them. So, so far, we've understood that you're a liar, a thief, and an adulterer. Do you still think you're good enough to get into heaven? And in fact, Jesus said, Here we go again. God said, if you have broken just one of those laws, you've broken the whole thing. Just one. You know, really, God should call these, not the Ten Commandments, but the Ten Death Sentences. Because if you lie, you die. If you steal, you die. You commit adultery, you die. You mean for lying I die? Yes. That's God's law. And you know how we say it's my house? And I decide who comes in. And so he says, even if you don't do any of those things again, which is impossible, you're going to do them again. Somehow you're going to lie somewhere. Then how do we pay for all of these past things that you did? And Jesus says, I'll pay for them. I will pay for them. And as we say, well, if God is the judge and somebody's, if you break man's laws, you have to pay. Imagine you break God's laws. You have to pay, right? And so you stand there before the judge and Jesus says, I'll pay. I'll pay the penalty. And there it is. Because he's the only one the judge says he will accept. You cannot pay your way out. You cannot do anything good. He's the way. That's what God said. And we've just established all these things God said. In fact, if you look at Hebrews again, that same Hebrews chapter, it says, Rahab had faith 
And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you mean the Rahab from Joshua around the walls of Jericho, Rahab? Yes. And then I said to myself, wait, God, how could she have faith? Because you never spoke to her. She never read anything you said. So how could she have faith? But when you go back to the story of the walls of Jericho, Rahab says to the spies, we heard about your God and we knew that he could do what he said he would do. And that's why she has faith. Because she heard about the God of Israel. They all heard. But she had faith. The rest of them didn't. And so that's why she's credited with having faith. And then God says a very curious thing. If you don't have faith, he says, I will be faithful. How does that work? How can God be faithful? Because he will do what he said he will do. See? What did I tell you I'm going to do? I'm going to be faithful. I will do it. I said it. I'm going to do it. So if I say that if you accept my son as your savior, as the payment for sins you committed, and then I'll take you home with me, you can't be good enough, you can't work your way out, then believe me, I'll save you. I've been running after you all this time. And he says in other parts of the Bible, he's talking to Israel. He might be talking to us. Why will you die in your sin? Why? Why? I created you to love you, not to send you to hell. So, pastor, as our pastor comes, today is the day. Today is the day. You don't live today and die tomorrow. No, you live today and you die today. So today, if you hear his voice, have faith. Believe him. He will do what he said he will do. Amen. He will do it. He will do it. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Our vision at Victory Church is that you would experience Victory Church as a place to call home. We do this by encountering God through worship, embracing community through relationship, and expanding the kingdom of God through service. Find out more about Victory at victorywinchester.com.